0: Welcome back to our Underworld series. It's uh, uh, on the feed here. It won't be that long, but it's been quite a while for us. I think we recorded the last one back in February. But I'm very excited to be getting to uh, The Fast in the Underworld, The Rise of the Tokyo Drift. And it's, uh, yeah, this is a big one. This is the one that I saw in the theater, the, the singular one.
1: You had to do it. You just had to go there, didn't you? Interesting. <laughs> well, that's that's definitely what he's uh, what he just said tells me what he thinks of this in this movie.
0: Well, I won't go that far. I won't. Uh, it certainly feels that way in a lot of different different aspects. And I will definitely be comparing this a little bit to uh, another movie I saw this same year, Fast and the Furious in the theater. Actually, now I think about it, I saw quite a few movies this year that turn me against multiple franchises oh that's weird now thinking about it i can think of at least three examples
1: (laughs) you saw fast and the furious in
0: theaters fast and furious yeah that's the only one i saw in the theater wait this year in 2009
1: okay sorry 2009 i heard you said this year i'm like in the theater like what
0: yeah no just uh well maybe i'll get into when we talk about the movie but i've just now been thinking
1: you know fair enough Fair enough. Thank you. All right. We'll do that. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, those in between affiliated uh, to this commentary. Hopefully we provide some form of entertainment to you or something that hopefully is intellectually stimulating. I don't know if that will be the case, but uh, please get your legally or illegally purchased digital or physical copies of Underworld Rise of the Lycans. And uh, Caleb, take it away. Yeah, if we could all get to timestamp zero,
0: we'll hit play when I say the word play. So I'll go three, two, one, play. Oh, turn off my volume there. Yeah, so I was just I was just thinking, you know, I saw this in the theater, and I was like, okay, no more underworld for me. Fast and Furious, no more Fast and Furious. I did the same thing at the time with Transformers, and I did the same thing at the time with uh, X Men. All that same year, weird.
1: I guess this was 2006, wasn't it?
0: And now I think about it, I think that was the first year, 2006. This one is 2009.
1: Oh, 2000, really? Yeah. Okay, my bad, because I was like, when you said, oh, I guess, yeah, uh, X-Men Origins Wolverine. Never mind.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and now I think about it, I think that was the first year I started going to movies on my own, because I'm
1: pretty sure I went to go see this one in the theater on my own. Well, I suppose you probably should have uh, also stopped watching Star Trek after that. I didn't see that one in the theater. No. Smart.
0: Wait, I think I did, actually. Now I think about it. Hmm. But we're starting up here with a ton of lore, and I meant
1: to ask this before we press play. Did you know this was going to be a prequel coming in? Absolutely not. Uh, I I thought you said that in the last commentary, and I did get a chance to listen to our you know, previous commentary uh, that we did of this. Um, I thought you meant that you hadn't seen this film, but you actually did. This was the last one I saw. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm mistaken than what, what, what you had said.
0: Yeah. Yeah, no, this one was a big deal. I was very hyped for this movie, seeing the trailers and just I was a fan of those first two, and I was like, oh, I really like that Lucian character. Now I get a really chance, really good chance to uh, spend some time delving into that. And I'll spoil my thoughts at the time where I thought that this was another in a long line of just bad sequel or bad prequels. At the time, I was extremely against the whole prequel movement in general, and this movie did not in any way help <laughs> with that. I'm um, seeing it for a second time today. I, I feel like I had much more nuanced opinions than I did back then. Um, but what do you think about the idea of them doing this prequel here and these early scenes? What, what were your thoughts uh, on your first viewing there?
1: Well, I was surprised. I was like, so I hear, we hear Celine talk about uh, the backstory a bit and we had seen prior scenes in the, in the previous two films uh, of, of these events that were, you know, that, that had, that were that were lore to this entire universe and i hmm. i was actually waiting i was i was waiting uh patiently for them to kind of push us through and, or the the movie to go by and then like go back to present day and then we kept going and <laughs> we kept going now this is not a bad thing i'm just saying like we kept going and then like by the end it's like oh it was a prequel interesting okay i went oh that's interesting The whole i, I wonder what caleb's gonna have to say about this the whole way
0: through, you were wondering, or did you maybe like 20 minutes in realize, okay, half. Is... I, I
1: think about, yeah, about the 30 minute mark. I was like, okay, I guess this is the entire movie, right?
0: Hmm. Yeah. And what do you think about that concept? Or do you feel like, I guess I'll spoil it for myself at the time. I was like, as much as I really like that Lucy character having now sat through it all, I feel like I felt at the time, like this prequel added nothing new. Um, I'll say this time. I maybe still don't feel like it added anything new but I like seeing the the world at this period because I in general I like the underworld uh, uh kind of mythology that they got going on so getting a chance to look at how vampires were integrated into the more integrated in the society of this time you no know, working with the the humans with the they kind of the human elite teaming up with the vampire elite I thought that, that those power dynamics were kind of cool But I don't think at the time I was paying as much attention to that stuff back in 2009.
1: Yeah, they didn't go, in, in this one, they didn't go f- too fully into, you know, how the vampires and the human nobles interact. They they, they do, of course, but yeah. this movie's a lot more trying to be a, a, an uprising film uh, for the resistance. That being, of course, uh, Lycans, as they're being, they, they are treated as slaves. And so it's, you know, slave a slave uprising. Who doesn't love a movie love? Uh, it's quite empowering, isn't it? Yeah, we'll
0: see how empowering it was, but but yeah, I was definitely thinking some Spartacus and in, in in some moments later in the movie. <laughs> um, but I will say, two thousand nine, just in general, I feel like was filled with a lot of movies with just bad CGI. This one I wouldn't necessarily call it bad, but I feel like it's a step down from the previous two. At least that that's what I'm thinking now. It's been a while since I watched those first two,
1: but. From my recollection, I think it's almost on par with that. I mean, if they're if it is CGI, it's really well-hidden CGI. And it
0: could just be more they're using a lot more of it now, because back in the, the early 2000s, maybe they're just being more selective and careful. Now they're using it a lot more.
1: And that was the only time that weapon was going to come into effect.
0: <laughs> yep, I kept waiting for it to come back. It was pretty damn cool. <laughs>
1: thought we had a similar weapon to that back in either the first one or the second one.
0: Yeah, it's been a while. I was curious. I was considering actually going back and rewatching those first two, because it's been a long time since we watched that first one now. I think it was around October of last year. Now it's very nearly o- October 2023. So that's quite a while ago.
1: You know, I actually was going to do the same thing where I was going to just, like, binge both quickly and then just to get myself up to date... Cause this one, I think, is a little bit more of a prequel to the first movie, rather than like. Well, okay, okay, sorry. This one's more tied to the first movie. I mean, excuse me.
0: Well, I think that they. I mean, you can tell that this is the same crew coming along again, and they are very fixated on filling out their mythology. There's a couple bits that I felt were missing, but like uh, this Tanis character, he was he appeared in that second movie, and they've super beefed up his part. I was actually really surprised come back to this seeing how much time they dedicate to that super minor character in that second movie. But I kind of like it. I, I think that the, the actor uh, serves it out. Well, and proves that he was worth beefing up a part for. Um,
1: uh, doctor who actors go. Uh, I mean, I I think you probably mentioned this in the, in the first commentary, but uh, g- give me some doctor who who's been in who other than the, the obvious.
0: The only one I recognize is Bill Nye. I don't know if there's another one in this.
1: I'm still surprised that yeah, Michael Sheen was not in. Has yet to be in Doctor Who.
0: Yeah, maybe one day, but yeah, Bill Nye, he was amping it up. He's taken the the camp. Uh, yeah, my he he's good in this, I'll say. But there are some bits where he is just campy as hell in this one.
1: <laughs> Most definitely was this. No, that was sorry. I was like, was this the same year as? uh when he was in deathly hollows no that was 2010 oh that- or was oh wait no was he in was he in half-blood prince i don't remember it. no yeah he was because because fudge gets removed in order of the phoenix and mm-hmm. then Slughorn comes in not sorry not other than that um rufus something um i forget his last name but he gets he comes in and is then you know the minister of magic and I don't know just like this the safe version i suppose or the, the the safe can't choice yeah skidmore
0: no yeah and he is weird as hell in that too i think his performance is really strange in those those early scenes of of a uh, haplip prince you mean of uh uh deathly hollows part one
1: okay maybe it is deathly hollows instead whoops never mind
0: yeah he's yeah he's not in uh Half-Blood Prince, I don't believe. Oh, I was incorrect.
1: Thank you for correcting me.
0: Um, But I mentioned that it's mainly the same team here. And in terms of the writers, yeah, it's a lot of the same folks coming back. But if they did bring in someone sort of new to the series as the director. I mean, he'd been doing special effects. But this Patrick Teutopolis or something like that?
1: Yeah, Teutopolis. I saw that. And the credits there. Is Caleb, is he a puppet? And did Len Wiseman have his hand up the butt? I It could be. Um, I saw this
0: guy. This is his first and last feature film. Uh, he was mainly a special effects guy. I uh, he'd worked on those those first two. And yeah, I guess they bumped him up. Len Wiseman so that he was just busy. And so he couldn't uh, take on the director responsibility. But apparently they'd been actually thinking about doing a prequel almost immediately once they finished the first one. They had put together this idea of doing a trilogy and wanted to end with this one that's what they claim at least who knows if that's the case
1: <laughs> i don't know if we I, I don't I don't think these guys have showed me that they're they have lucasisms there's there's i don't think there's any like and i mean it's been 20 years or at least you know close to 20 years by this point so i i don't think there's anything shrouded in mystery i think they can i think what they're they say is to probably be believed and yeah at the same time with um with the hand, the, the puppet, the hand up the butt. I, I don't think that is the case uh, in the same way as Lucas, where I think this is a different story where um, Tatopoulos may have filled in, but I don't think it was out of like, oh, let me just, you know, I have a huge, Lynn Weisman, I have a huge ego. It's like, I don't, I don't think so. I think it was just, you know, press for time. So he's like, here, can you, can you do this? And he's like, sure, I'll do it.
0: Yeah. And I think this one has a, a definitely a different flavor than those other two. I mean, it feels like it's still in the same series, but it has its own unique kind of vibe to it.
1: I will say whoever was the director of photography, I probably saw it, but I forgot their name. Pardon me. Uh, it, it actually does look very similar to the first one. Mm. Um, despite being, was that first one, 2003? Yep. Yeah. You know, six years, uh, it, photography still looks pretty much the same like well the same but like i I like that it kind of has its own filter like the underworld filter go
0: yeah almost like a gray tint everything a kind of a chrome tint i think the first one more of like a blue chrome this one has a little bit of a, yeah like a gray tone but either way yeah definitely distinct look i'm curious how much that's going to stay with the
1: rest of the movies Now, I wonder, because this was also filmed in New Zealand, I wonder if they just uh, literally were like, all right, where are the Lord of the Rings sets? Let's just go over there and modify a few (laughs) of them. And then uh, this was the, I I don't want to believe this, but I I wonder if this was like trying to fill in that fantasy um, power vacuum that Lord of the Rings had left back in 03. No, that's a very interesting
0: point. Yeah, that might've been why they're thinking of doing a prequel right after finishing up the first one. Yeah, seeing the success with Lord of the Rings movies, and again, I don't think it's a bad place to put it. Um, it is interesting to think that the I didn't necessarily remember that all the lichens came from Lucian here. Maybe they said that in the first movie, and I just forgot that detail. But I was surprised it was only like twenty years after the uh, the Corvinus uh, brothers became like uh, werewolves and vampires that this guy appeared. I did to realize he was that old.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's it's it's funny how uh recent that was. You're you're correct. It's very very recent in in that case. Mm-hmm. And yeah, when when I I will admit yeah, having not seen these movies in a while, been quite a quite some time. I was surprised when they the the Celine was saying, you know, the the, the, the this is where Lucian came from and then he created this new race called the Lycans. And so I thought this was going to be like, you know, We'll, we'll flash forward to then present day, and like it's likens, but it's like, wait a minute, we already saw that. That was the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we do get a couple scenes in
0: this that are basically right in that first movie, but not. Too are many. they redone? Um, I did find out that yeah, you mentioned some Lucasisms because when we watched this previously, I watched it on my uh, my old DVD, but it turns out for the Blu-rays, they remastered and inserted the scene from this movie into the first one during the memory interesting so you might have seen the the
1: modern version now most definitely you know it's that's not a yeah I, you know that's i can accept that as lucasism just because it's like i mean it's the exact same thing they wanted so like eh? <laughs> i don't know what you think about that
0: yeah i mean yeah they, they were able to put this this actress into that first one now make it Flow a little bit better the original one was a different actress and she had like blonde hair so
1: continuity air it's like sarah lance in, in arrow season one and then different character or different actor in season two. Oh, here we get the passion scene <laughs> speaking of this actor uh she looks i i could not get it past my head that she looked like L- linda hamilton
0: oh, oh i could see a little bit hmm yeah, I only knew her from one thing, a movie that came out the year before this called Doomsday. And this, uh, I think, it I can't remember who put it out. But I was excited because I liked the director at the time. And then seeing that movie, it kind of killed my interest in his career. I thought it was a pretty damn, damn bad movie. But and so when I saw this in the theater, I was like, oh, there's that actress again. Oh, crap. I hated her in that other movie. <laughs> and she's OK in this. She's no uh, Kate Beckinsale. But, uh, but I think she's serves this role well enough.
1: Pretty sure that was the point, though. Just uh, I remember that Victoria had that line, uh, or yeah, he had that line of like, yeah, it reminds me so much of Celine. That's why I, or I, of of Sonya, excuse me. That's why I spared Celine because she looks like her. Yep, yeah, no, so that was smart of them. Yeah, and yeah, I, we talked over it, but yeah, the, the the a passionate scene this time, like quite sensual and. Well, yeah, just, I guess, tasteful, I suppose.
0: Yeah, and I think it was fine for this movie that they start with their romance already, you know, having been a thing. There's a lot in this movie that I feel like they've, uh, you know, streamlined as best they could, considering the extremely short run time. I mean, with, without the credits, this movie's only 83 minutes long. That is super duper short for a movie like this.
1: Quite, and it's a good thing too because I don't think it would have. I don't know how much more they could have gone into uh, the, into this world itself. Not this world, excuse me. I don't know how much more story they could get from this.
0: Yeah, yeah, pretty basic, basic plot. There was only one thing I kept waiting for to happen, and then by the end, I finally realized that they were just telling a different story than I was expecting. Oh, I do like this line about the him being like, "How is it they were both, you know." part of the Corvinus kind of legacy, but only my, my kin are the slaves. It's quite sad.
1: That's, that's what I meant. That was, that was what, that was the thing that you and I liked about Michael Sheen's character from this fir- the first film there is that they were like comparing, like they, they are enslavement. So it's like, Oh, this is like, there's some like cool weight to this. I kind of, I kind of like this. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And in that first one, they had framed it almost like uh, we kind of commented that it was almost like uh, the rich elite, kind of pissing on the lower you know like the romani people yep romani travelers correct and now yeah they're doing more straight just slave versus the elite kind of stuff both work i think just maybe have a different flavor
1: definitely backing your claims of it being spartacus
0: oh yeah yeah he has his like yeah his big speech moments later on (laughs) oh here's the creepers out there and I, i actually really like the idea of the uh the William werewolves, the ones that can't turn back and are just like beasts. I like that. They're all lingering around because I don't think we really see much of them or at least we didn't see much of them in those uh, first two.
1: Yeah, no, it was mostly just lichens and even, and then the second one only, it was just uh William. It was nobody else. Yeah, maybe, maybe Tanis, he might have had... Because remember,
0: when we go to Tanis' house, he's got that little underground place with three lichens that attack. Yes. Maybe they couldn't turn back. I don't know. I wasn't quite sure.
1: Perhaps. Yeah, maybe those either were lichens or those were actual werewolves. Well,
0: I feel like they do the design a little bit differently. So maybe, maybe those are just lichens. But yeah, it's been a while. <laughs> now, these people that they're bringing this with the slaves it's rich noble like humans that are bringing them right
1: i was thinking that at first i thought they were also slaves i was like huh i guess there's like the uh, they speak for the slaves no it's yeah it's noblemen okay interesting it's so like a duke of of some sort
0: yeah and i guess they're paying their like taxes just bringing
1: in some slaves for them interesting okay yeah yikes I I think I could see I, I think I could see a version of this movie where it's a lot more talky and less actiony. But this is an action series, not a talky series. Well, there's talky bits, but there's more action over talky.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I I think it I think it ultimately does work well enough for this this kind of movie, the way that they do it. Because yeah, if it was like two hours long, it might start to feel bloated. I, mean, I I guess they could have filled out some details around the edges a little bit more. For instance, I kept wondering the whole way through. I was like, "Okay, when are we going to start talking about um, Craven?" Because I know that Craven played a role with uh, supposedly killing Lucien here, but really he was working together. And so I kept waiting for that character to appear. But I didn't realize because, of course, that takes place at like the end of Lucien's story, at least in this time period. And this is just the beginning of his
1: uh, battles. So. And uh, Craven also was not yet a vampire, or at least not had been yet introduced.
0: Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah, it was just my my, my expectations coming in, and that is the tough part of a prequel in general. Is you always come in with pre baked expectations of what you're going to get?
1: Yeah, that's the this is the this is the case. This is the... you've you've made this case to me before, and it definitely is starting to. <laughs> I'm starting to ad- adopt that mentality. Uh, you, you are right in that sense, Caleb. What, what, what is what is the problem with this? I mean, you probably already explained, but what's what is it with prequels? How can you make a compelling story uh, without knowing the end result?
0: It's tough. Yeah, they, they just have to convince you not to care that you know what's going to happen. Like the whole time with uh, with this romance, it's like, yeah we we've seen the first movie, we know how this is going to end between the two of them. Can they make us really care about? You know, by the time we get to that feeling emotionally moved by the fact that we're seeing something that we've already seen before, and that's a that's a tough trick for a lot of a lot of stories to, because you can't you can't uh, help but compare to what you've seen already as well. Especially ones that are super mythology driven, like this franchise and the Star Wars franchise. You know, you already got a lot in there that you don't want them to screw up either. Which I don't necessarily feel like this movie does, but maybe I'm not close enough with the continuity to remember all the details.
1: They have a they have a quota to me. There's continuity. We don't want to mess any of that up. I think this is a, a,
0: not a bad little action scene. I like the way they introduce uh is it Raze? Kevin uh
1: Raze. Yep. Yep, Raze. Kevin Gravot, I believe is how you say his name.
0: Yeah, It sounds right. Or Gravu, maybe. Yeah, I like the way they they introduce him here. Just a big badass.
1: <laughs> which i thought he was already a lichen or at least he had you know enhanced strength because i mean the guy's huge don't get me wrong yeah. like <laughs> the way he like punted one of those werewolves i was like dang he's like he's punching him back like he's got force to him it's like oh wait oh never mind he's a normal human never mind
0: you i guess that's why lucian see something you know like even a human just a lowly human is as powerful as he be if he's uh like me
1: now maybe maybe this is a little too much. Maybe uh, p- apologies for you know costume not even the costume department but concept artists. I wonder if there should have been a a difference, a, a there was a visual difference between William's werewolves and then the lichens.
0: I think there is a smidge. I think it comes down to uh a little bit less hair and the the nostri- or the uh what's the word, not nostrils or uh jawline um yeah, whatever the nose shape is, one of them's the more, William werewolves are more pointed and more wolf-like. The human ones are a bit more stocky.
1: Okay, so it looks more like a modified human skull.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's not it's not the most distinct, but there is a slight difference.
1: Because when we get w when we when we get them like you know roaring at the William werewolves later on, it's like. I oh I guess we're about to have it now. So it's like uh, yeah, we'll see now. I definitely want to see like you know how pronounced and are different because that was a big thing. I was like, hmm, what what where is the difference here between both of them? Especially because when we get you know um, lead singer Creed when he's his you know uh, mix his hybrid uh, (laughs) form, it's like that there that's different. Like there's a complete difference. Yeah, do you see some of the difference there? Okay, I sort of see what you mean. Where his nostrils. Kind of don't look more like a wolf, they look more like they look, yeah. I see. So, like, the, the werewolves have like a snout to them, and he has more like a dog face almost not a dog face, but like, yeah, yeah no, that's fair. I, that's a okay, that's actually clever. That's 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 clever where they make him look more like a dog. That's I like that. I don't know if dog is the right word, excuse me, but <laughs> just like his. I, I'm not going to say like, Oh, what the heck? What kind of dog am I thinking of? Uh, not a bulldog. Maybe, eh, maybe something like that. I don't know. P- pardon me, but I, I do like that idea of like when you breed Huskies with, um, with wolves, it's like, I think the jawline shrinks slightly. I, I don't know. I don't know. My, my dog genetics.
0: <laughs> I do like that raise there. He He's just, you know, another edge that he has is just being observant. He noticed all that when no one else is really paying enough attention to realize like, Oh wow. He just, they, he said something and they all obeyed. That's a big
1: deal. And so he does the smart thing and, and waits. He, he certainly waits. Yeah. I mean, it's also a slight foregone conclusion of like, we know who raises there. You know, now I wonder if yeah. this, uh, here's my question to you. This is, this is, I think one minor inconsistency with this film is that there's a lot of full moons, <laughs> unless this all takes place within like the same, within the same, like few nights, but I forget is, are the werewolves tied to the full moon again in this one? The lichens? No. Yeah. I guess none of them are. Yeah. Cause the, okay. The William werewolves
0: are trapped like that and the lichens can change at will.
1: Cause we see like a full moon, like three nights and I'm like, or maybe not three nights, but it just seems like there's always a full moon. I'm like, okay, it's, <laughs> it's gotta wane at some point can not always be like a full moon at all times. Uh, be there'd be problems with that um there there there'd be consequences, planetary consequences for the for what happens there uh here's my question uh if you were to recommend that well i guess i think we have recommended this series for people to go and take a look at hmm. uh have a watch uh, would you suggest that they start with this one no no way no way okay fair enough
0: i would never recommend that with any prequels i i feel like they're too informed and Yeah, they're not designed to really be viewed that way, I don't think. Despite what some filmmakers say, like George Lucas. Yeah, you're meant to see the ones that come first, because then you'll get all the references that they're shoving in there.
1: (laughs) This is fair. My question to you is Dune. Not being an exception, but Dune has, you know, some prequels, or has, you know, the God Emperor of Dune. So, like, would you read Dune first before you read God Emperor, or just, like, yeah, Dune first, then God Emperor? Oh
0: yes, always Dune first. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and the prequels, the the by Frank Herbert's son. I don't know if I'd recommend any of those. I've I barely tried to read them, and the ones that I've tried to read it, it did not interest me. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to say about those. I, maybe I can't voice an opinion, but I would definitely always start with the original. Yeah, here we get this little common uh, scene in these kind of slave revolt stories, the the big abuse scene, the whipping scene.
1: He gets 30 lashes, unlike uh, unlike what SpongeBob gets.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I just watched a movie with a very similar scene that was just crazy brutal, and it was tough to watch. I wish I could remember what movie that was. Mm. I think this one's effective enough. We saw that this slave uh, driver earlier was just looking to get his jollies and hated the fact that Lucian being the favorite of the kind of Lord of the, the coven could kind of get away with telling them to to pull back a little bit. And I think that the whole, uh, him being like, uh, or Lucian being kind of Victor's surrogate son and him looking down and like, Oh, even though you're one of these, uh, inferior races, I can still see you as one of the good ones. I think they played that element well as well as they could for for this movie as well i think that that has some emotional impact slight
1: but it's there (laughs) jeez yeah back is his back is just juicy like wow um you saying that actually does remind me of i don't know something but yeah i remember something along that lines in another story but i cannot like for the life of me remember it Prince Of Egypt, a little bit, maybe, but like, I mean, there is that as well. But this, uh, I mean, I don't know which has more blood that or this. <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess, uh, technically, yeah, that. I mean, we do see, well, we don't see, see, but like, you know, there's a lot of slaughter of the lambs, <laughs> although nobody drinks blood. I mean, the river turns to blood, but like, nobody actually drinks the blood, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, I kept wondering in
0: this movie. I was like, hey, wait a minute. Why doesn't she have the blue eyes? What's going on?
1: I was thinking the same thing.
0: But she does have them later in the movie. And so I looked it up and I guess that they did it in the first two as well. Just very briefly. So I, I don't know. Maybe it has something to do with. I don't know. I I, I couldn't quite figure out why they why they did that.
1: But. This is just like I, it, it'd be surprising given that this team like, would would forget, a, like, that was that's an oversight on their part, given that we see uh, Victor here having his, you know, pronounced blue eyes. Yeah, and his never,
0: are never human-like. Maybe it's because he's been like this for a while. No, I guess it wouldn't be that long either. Only, like, 20 years, maybe? Only 20 years. Yeah, I couldn't quite figure out why for her. But yeah, no, apparently it had something to do with emotion in those first two. And I kind of wonder if maybe just the actress in this just didn't want to wear them.
1: I don't know. I mean, (laughs) I'll take having to wear contacts to change my eye color over having to paint my whole. Well, okay, maybe. Okay, I won't say that, but I think like between wearing contacts to change your eye color over the Mystique bodysuit or just body makeup, I think the contacts are easier.
0: Oh, yeah, Uh, I'm sure it is. Let's ask uh, Rey Mysterio. (laughs) I don't know if he knows.
1: (laughs) I thought. Aren't
0: those his real eyes? No, he's got his, his context. Oh, okay. he, he switches them up every now and again, too. Fair enough. I'm sure it was something in kayfabe that those are re- his real eyes. I remember even just a little while ago, maybe like three years ago or so, he had like kayfabe like lost an eye, too. Oh, what the hey? Yeah, some. Then they just abandoned it. <laughs> Interesting. But this, this prison scene with him and Baze, I think that this dynamic works well. I wish that Baze had actually... Or Raze, not Baze. Not Baze and all this, <laughs> <or> whatever.
1: <laughs> I, I know uh, you're, you're, forget it. You're, you're thinking Rogue One.
0: I I think uh, Raze, the part that he has in this movie, I like. But I feel like it, they could have expanded this character more as well.
1: And my other question was, as well, with this prequel, do you think that you are now moved by watching the first one and sympathizing even further with the Lycan's cause? Uh, Could be. Could be. I mean, we
0: already saw that, you know, these these vampires are kind of scumbags. And this is so removed because it's been so many different years. But it does surprise me that these people are this old. Like, I didn't realize that uh, Ray's had been with him since the beginning, too. Now that makes his death more impactful, I guess, if you really yeah. view movies that way. I have a difficult time doing that. Yeah. I have a difficult time letting prequels inform uh, the originals. There's <laughs> something in my head with, um, what's the word? Uh, what's the word? Uh, sequentialism. I think it's too in- in baked in my head to uh, to really look at things that way. I always see it in the the release order.
1: I guess speaking of release order, I guess the Hobbit was the first book and then Lord of the Rings came after that, but that was completely the opposite when it comes to the movies.
0: Yep. And so in that way, yeah, the, I'd never watched those
1: movies thinking that they take place before. Certainly not. And that, that, that my statement was obvious. I'm, I'm aware of that, but I also just realized, wait, oh yeah, that's right. I guess that is the case, but yeah. I guess that was the problem with everybody, because like, it's like, oh, it's a prequel. It's like, actually, it was the first book. These are, like, the Lord of the Rings are the sequels.
0: Yeah, but weirdly, The Hobbit had so many prequel-itis issues. Ugh.
1: You know what? I just realized, The Magician's Nephew. I actually still kind of want to see an adaptation of that one day. Magician's Nephew, is that? Is that that? Magician's if that is the first... Yeah, the, the Narnia stuff? Yep, that's the... F- first book, air quotes. Not first first, but that's the like, you know, prequel to Lion the Witch in the Wardrobe. Oh, it's a
0: prequel. I had no idea. I've I read that years ago when I was reading the the Narnia books. I read it in sequence and I was like, this book, this there's not much here. I I had struggled to get through that book. So I thought that that was maybe just an old one that he wasn't quite as polished as a writer yet.
1: <laughs> Lion Witch in <and> the Wardrobe. <laughs> that's the funny thing. Line the Witch in the Wardrobe Prince Caspian Voyage of the Dawn Treader uh, I think it's is it 6 or 7? I thought it was I thought it was 6. No, I thought it was 7.
0: I'm wrong on that. Yeah, 7, the silver chair and then I forget. I might be, I might be to be deep between there actually now I'm thinking about it.
1: Oh, right, the boy No. So uh yeah, uh, liners wardrobe Is it the boy and his horse or boy and stump something Prince Caspian? Maybe I'll look it up, but, but just, just back to the movie
0: shortly. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I do like this. Even though we don't get much stuff with the humans, I wish that we got more. I do like seeing that one guy stepping up and being like, Hey man, these guys aren't human. They're abusing us. Like, what are we going to do here? So I guess they're kind of fooling the humans into thinking, well, only like half fooling. Like, it's like an open secret that these guys are something other than them and kind of controlling them as well.
1: Yeah, that's a whole other, like, I guess, comic of what are the, what are these vampire? How do these vampires fit into uh, history? Not history, but how do they fit into, like, the human politics?
0: Yeah. Yeah, and I, I like just the, the tendrils of it. I, maybe we didn't need much more. Maybe we just didn't have the... Didn't need to, to dedicate the time to it, but I wouldn't have minded just a tiny bit more.
1: I suppose less is more. I, yeah, yeah. I guess, I guess. Again, like maybe they were like, ah, the script's a little bit too like fat. Let's trim it all down. And it's like we we get this still passable. Okay, here we go. Here's Narnia
0: book story in order. I just looked it up. Thank you. So, it's the *Lion the Witch and the Wardrobe*, *Prince Caspian*. The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, The Silver Chair, The Boy and His Horse, then The Magician's Nephew, and The Last Battle.
1: That is hilarious. Okay, so it was The Boy and His Horse. Okay, so I didn't realize The Silver Chair was number book four. That's hilarious.
0: I've only read up to, to Silver Chair, but including The Magician's Nephew first. So I haven't, I've never read those last two.
1: I believe my... I think I've read uh, Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe like maybe three times uh everything else at once my dad read them to me as a kid oh cool uh and the silver share i still do not remember but i know for a fact it is the one that comes after voyages not yeah Voyage of the Dawn trend so it's like post all the um uh what the hey is that family's name but the four kids what are their last name is oh pensive nope that's i'm thinking harry potter yeah I'm thinking harry potter um <laughs> uh, percival no whatever the Kids are uh, the four kids after, like, you know, they yeah. like after the voyages of the and Prince Caspian, they just like Silver Shares much later. Boy, this horse I remember is like a in between uh Lion of the Witch and Wardrobe <laughs> and Prince Caspian. I remember that because it was when like the time of when they reigned as kings and queens.
0: Yes, maybe maybe this is getting too far into the save this for our Chronicles of Narnia uh, podcast, yes. yeah, <laughs> of course,
1: but I just I just remember. There's a lot of imagery I remember in The Magician's Nephew, and that just reminded me of this. That's I don't know why. Yeah, how do you feel like um
0: how do you feel like Sonia's character pops in this movie? Do you are you with her, do or are you more with Lucian, like you do, do you care about her side of it?
1: I suppose maybe more Lucian because I was won over by uh, Michael Sheen's performance in the first one, and I thought his character had like a lot of strong points and uh, a lot more. Uh, I sided with him in his arguments when it came to uh, the treatment of lichens with with what the vampires were doing to them <laughs> or mistreatment, excuse me, and uh, treating them as inhumans, almost <laughs> completely inhuman.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think we kind of kind of felt like he was a standout character in that in that first commentary. I think that we were saying that. Yeah, he, compared to all of them, he was the one that felt the most well rounded.
1: I don't know if it would have well, forgive me, I don't I don't know if it would have been a good idea, but I wonder if they should have had Sonia instead. Uh when he, like with with him I either re- resisting or like we don't as- we shouldn't start the story off with her already loving Lucian. Maybe we should, like, see the slave charm the the rich girl, I suppose, or the, the noble, no, noble girl. Yeah, you know, I think that would have
0: actually helped warm up to her character more, because, yeah, I feel like we really don't get too much of her. I mean, she gets her s- some screen time, but in terms of having a real chance to really pop as a character, really grow. We don't really see much of that. She's kind of already had her growth before the movie even starts. She's already trying to rebel. She's already in love with Lucian. I guess she's already had her kind of point of view that this whole werewolf rule is wrong. Or or maybe it was more that she was just, just such a rebel. You know, She fell in love with a, a Lycan. She never wanted to listen to what her dad told her in general. And maybe she becomes more politically motivated sort of as it goes along. I wish that we got more of that just in general of her being like, oh, we should free all the lichens. I think that would have helped her character if they highlighted that more. We get a couple lines near the end, but that's kind of a, about it.
1: Yeah. Sherry just starts off as being the lover of, uh, of Lucian, And I'm like, I, I feel like if he won her, like, uh, pardon me if I'm repeating myself, but if she had, Uh, if he had won her over through i guess his rebellion uh resisting his uh his master and or the the system he was in and her father putting pressure on her or something like that some inciting incident that makes her uh worldview shatter or at least be like "Ah, i don't like the system anymore and she starts being wooed by him Um, i don't know if that makes her i hope (laughs) this isn't exactly like a great i don't know i don't know if this casts the becknell test at all but like I hope that would give her agency somehow. Yeah. I guess it would give her character the ability to change. So it's like, I guess that's, that helps.
0: Yeah. Like, uh, I guess the way they, cause we have that moment when he, you know, takes off his, his chains to embrace his like himself to, to save her. If that moment could have been more pivotal, if they'd finagle it in a way that that was kind of her changing her point of view. Like maybe she always liked him, but she looked down on the other likens. Like, oh yeah, maybe you are one of the good ones as, as well. Maybe if they found a way for her to have that uh, viewpoint change part way through the movie, that could have been stronger.
1: I don't know if this. W- okay, this probably wouldn't have gone well. <laughs> I could, well. I think most of the time that these these this team is doing a good job with like with scenes and acting and all that stuff. Yeah, but I, I do wonder if they could have also had to have flashbacks of her. Treating Lucien as a pet, almost when she when they were kids, um, and and hmm. her like you know ordering him around, act treating him like a dog, and like you know playing fetch with him, or so you know treating him as an inhuman, and he always like resisted her or something like that. He always like stood up to her. he she he didn't fight back, but just in his um staunch and or by being static or at least you remaining strong and true to himself, he doesn't. Uh, what is it? He doesn't get. Yeah, that's what wins her over eventually of uh, just how resilient he is and unwilling to be broken. Yeah. You know, maybe what they could have done going back to them
0: being kids. Cause we see a little bit of it in this movie. Yes. Maybe they could have expanded that out, added in like six or seven minutes and just did a big time jump. Like maybe show like, Oh, maybe there's a romance starting as some as kids. And then we jump up to the current time and just continue as is. Maybe that could have built out something there. Because yeah, out of the three, or I guess out of the four central characters with Victor, Lucy, and Tanis, and Sonya, I feel like she's the weakest link. Not necessarily like a really poor one, but just the one that feels like it has the least interest. Because for whatever reason, Tanis in this one, I I feel like I'd like to know more about what's going on in his heads. He seems like an interesting kind of little uh, back player, this insidious kind of guy who learns their secret early on and is just kind of playing around the fringes. Like, it seems like he only has some loyalties to himself. Maybe he doesn't even care about the Lycan, uh versus vampire war, just his own advancement of power.
1: Yeah. It's like a worm tongue. Where's that from? That's uh was that? Yeah. Lord of the Rings again. <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Thank you. There we go. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's a, about, I forget what like his character represents or like where that character comes from, but like, yeah, that kind of type of character where he's, he's scheming he has his own agenda.
0: Yeah. Yeah, except wormtongue. Wormtongue I fuck. Worm Tongue. <laughs> I feel like had a more direct tie to the uh the evil cause with um Sauron.
1: Yeah, sorry, that's not who I'm thinking of. I just that's the name I remember. Plus it sounds like you had worms in your tongue. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but yeah, definitely that kind of seedy
0: element that maybe doing in in your uh your counsel, because you can't trust that guy. He's
1: got his own ideas going on. There's a he's a player. He's he's he has his own like not only that, but he has his own character to him. That means he's wanting to uh, keep going with himself, or not. But he wants to advance uh, himself in life. He has he has plans. It's not just I'm going to serve this master forever. I'm going. I want to acquire more power and have control. Yeah, and it, th- this was the the one
0: case in this movie where I was watching. It, and I was like, oh, I wish that the second movie hadn't done what they did with Tanis because they killed him off in that one. And after watching this, I was like, oh, I, I feel like they could have done more with that character in the franchise going forward. Because we don't in that that second movie, he was just kind of a fun, just kind of weird side character that we were introduced to. And then we get a lot here, but it's still the beginning of his story as well. And just to not see all the interest.
1: That was uh, he was in the brothel, correct? In the second one
0: yeah it was like his compound he had like two uh vampire uh chicks there that he was sleeping with.
1: that's who it was okay i for some reason I was thinking of somebody else, but I was like, yeah who who are we talking about? It's like, oh, that's who okay uh, yeah, that yeah and me. they went
0: yeah, they went to go see him because they knew that he had some old scrolls relating to that
1: uh that thank you yeah,
0: so we see at the end here he's running off with the scrolls and saving the uh the coffins that they all sleep in.
1: You and, the, you and your dang scrolls as, uh, as Victor said.
0: Yeah, I'm pretty sure I saw a waterbending scroll in there too and I was like, hey, where's guitar?"
1: Oh, <laughs> nice. Very nice. Did you see any wanted posters as well? No, I was looking. I was looking, but I didn't see them.
0: Might have been too early. Oh, but here we go getting the kind of slave revolt about 40, 44 minutes in. About halfway through, I guess, with this such sort a of short run time. Oops. Yeah. Perception check. And I think that they they handle this brutally enough with
1: some of the uh... This might be one of the most like visceral scenes in the whole movie. Yeah. Cuz like like this is almost near levels of Verhoven.
0: Yeah, that people are just getting fucked up and I was like, "Oh, I, I actually feel real bad for these slaves. All these guys trying to escape." And only it, it seems like only like five or six of our guys managed to get out. It's like, damn.
1: It looked like it looked like more uh, escaped, but I was actually surprised with how many got trapped. And it's like yeah. this, this whole, like, Ooh. I don't know who it was who thought of this like whole, let's just have them like start hurling Scorpios or just launch spears at these slaves and literally trap them with body, like with their own bodies. Yeah. I'm like, this is metal is flip. Holy crap.
0: No. Yeah. This is one of the cool, cooler scenes in the movie. Definitely. I liked when that one just went right into that guy's cheek and he was splat against the wall. I was like, "Ooh, that that would be so painful."
1: <laughs> you know, all this, uh, all all that, like quick editing and like quick cuts to yeah, this. What the? He- this is insane. This is yeah. This wow. This looks like like a, from a wow. It's yeah. like the most horror moment in the entire film. Yeah, just like this wall of bodies. This not even wall. This entire like hallway of bodies just trying to get out and then stuck. Man, but anyway, the the quick cuts to. Um, uh, the catapult not catapult excuse me but i think the scorpions or what, whatever they are uh or scorpios excuse me is it kind of reminded me of that shot that fun scene in uh Priesting on Precinct 13 where we just see like the three protagonists start shooting like all the guys outside and, and just quick cuts to them and it was i don't know just something
0: some about it was weird so <laughs> sorry that scene when he pushes those guys out and we see that cgi shot of his head I remember in the theater bursting out laughing at that. And...
1: Nice. Glad you have that memory.
0: And there was there was one other moment in this where I remember in the theater, just I couldn't contain my laughter at a, a line delivery from Bill Nye, which I think is coming up. This is a cool moment. I actually really like this. Now that they're out in the sun where he can't get him.
1: He's safe. You're fine. Escape. And then he just disappears
0: into the darkness. I think that was a pretty cool Victor overall, I think, is a, a pretty imposing and, and good villain in this one. Maybe his best uh of the villain performances so far. And maybe his last. I don't know if he comes back. I'm I'm sure he doesn't, but
1: <laughs> I'm again I'm surprised they stuck around. Like they literally like milked the as much as they could out of that character. Not not a Bill Nyhe, I mean. I just mean like they took a lot from uh that character. I'm I, I'm surprised. I'm not like complaining at all. I'm just like, wow, they actually like really try to get a lot out of him yeah yeah no
0: they they definitely wanted to uh live up to the legacy of those first two at this one and try to include as much as they could and even with all the williams stuff in the background we don't see him but having him having his uh his legacy be such a big part of their history here i feel like is a good uh good
1: follow-up to that second one as well Makes me wonder if the next one is another prequel, but we deal with Marcus instead. Yeah, I know Kate Beckinsale comes back for the next
0: one, but yeah, I've got I've got zero clue what the hell that is. I don't even remember the ads for it, so I have no idea what happens in that one.
1: I you know honestly, dude, I only remember like the ads for the final one, or like the most I can't say most recent, but yeah, whatever the like last one they put out, that was the only one I remember for ads.
0: Yeah, and by the way, this franchise does turn into Resident Evil in terms of the titles, where I get them all confused. I think the next one that we're doing is Awakenings, I think, and or actually no, I think we're doing the three animated shorts together next, called Endless Wars, I think. <laughs> Again, all the titles I feel like could be interchangeable. Have you not seen them?
1: I have no clue about that one. I was not. Un- I I don't even know what that one is.
0: Oh, interesting. Okay, we'll talk about that. I didn't even know first. that was a thing.
1: I'm going to have to find that like online somewhere. Yeah, you can. It's on YouTube. Uh, the next <laughs> one's called... Okay. Uh next one is called Awakening. Awakening. Okay. With the final one being Blood Wars. Now, I like he, I,
0: did Do you think he actually had that key hidden there, or was he just looking for any key and hoping that he could just weasel his way out
1: of it? I'm pretty sure it's the latter. I'm pretty, yeah. pretty <laughs> sure it was like... because. Yeah, exactly. Like he's like, there's the key. Doesn't do anything with it. Does not literally like does not go to check to see if like oh hey it, like it it fits. Yeah, it just takes his word for it.
0: Well, I guess he already had his own suspicions as to who might be at
1: fault. Okay, maybe. Okay, so so the poster or image for the for for this movie on on Microsoft Store mm. has you know I basically uh lucien in that pose and i'm like that does not look like michael sheen at all and obviously in this it might looks like him but <laughs> i'm like huh like that looks like somebody else like his like his uh, stunt double oh god could you imagine if they recast
0: him in this i feel like the movie would be completely different and would probably not not work we're just like who yeah this is one of those cases where they definitely if they couldn't get him back yeah maybe just scrap the whole idea
1: It's also funny where the, at least again, the the image they use for the Microsoft store is, is him in this like, in this like leather armor or whatever it is, (laughs) but he's only in it for like maybe 20 minutes of the movie and the rest, he's either like shirtless or in some other garb. Yeah, no, that's fair. Yeah.
0: (laughs) But it looks pretty cool. I can see why they would fixate on it. It's his iconic gear. Oh, and by the way, this moment, this was making me think a lot of uh, Lord of the Rings Return of the King. Or maybe it's not happening quite yet. When he goes in to see all the lichens, that was making me think a lot of when they go and see the ghost uh, guys under the mountain.
1: I was thinking the same thing where they go find the ghosts. Yeah. Which, how do they do that in the book? Um. Uh,
0: I think it played pretty similarly. They are all terrified and, yeah, it worked out. They, they just don't play as much of a, a role. They kind of get lost in the combat at the end.
1: Oh, so do they actually participate in the battles in the book as well? Maybe not explicitly state, like stated in the text, but is there maybe a hint of them like still continuing on with uh, Aragorn, Legolas, and Ghibli? From what I remember, but I'll, hey, I'll be finding out
0: later this year. I've been I restarted going through those about a month ago. Really yeah. <laughs>
1: interesting. Okay, that's that's awesome.
0: This time reading in print because I had such success. With the uh, listening last time, I decided to retry reading the printed version. So, uh, you
1: know what would have been cool is if they had gotten Christopher Lee to like narrate those. Yeah, the guy that they got, Rob uh,
0: Inglesias or something like that. I don't know how to say his name. He's fantastic. Well, I've been reading the book. I can definitely hear his his uh, singing of certain songs as I'm reading them. He had a great voice for for the the singing in that book. But it's been cool reading it just in print. It it has a different vibe. I really like his version, but definitely definitely has a different vibe.
1: You would recommend that version, eh?
0: Hey, it was the only way I managed to get through them at, at to start. So yeah, I absolutely highly recommend those audiobooks. Especially if you've tried reading the books and struggled. I think it'll very much change the uh, the outlook of the story for you. I think this is a pretty good scene too. His little like uh, half interrogation. And you can see he's doing a really good job showing that he doesn't want to believe it's her, but already kind of knows it's her. Like he looks like he's already got some grief on his
1: face. He's got some greed on his face. I'll tell you what.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, by the way, this is also the scene when I burst out laughing in the theater because it's such a like well-performed tense scene. Then all of a sudden he has this one delivery that's just so kooky and out there. It's like only Bill Knight could deliver a line that way, but we'll get to it the
1: The man knows what he's in, and yet he's still you know treating it seriously that's that's the kind of actor that's the kind of <laughs> performance I want to give if I was in theater uh to know you know when to you know be as dramatic as I can be and also be as over the top as I can be <laughs> in order, like treat it with comedy
0: yeah it totally works for this world, absolutely. Yeah, and I like this reintroduction, too, of the fact that they can uh, just steal the memories from drinking the blood.
1: Now, I actually, this made me remember, I I remember this, but I was like, can you do this also to a lichen or a werewolf? Could he also suck their blood or read read their blood, whatever, and then, uh, yeah, basically just read their memories?
0: Oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, that's a good question. Oh, but here's the line. Let's see, maybe I'll turn it up let's hear
1: this <laughs> an animal like why why do you slow it down like that when i when i say that we are in perfect sync like i think nice. we were like that is that is awesome because he said like you, you have betrayed me that was like on screen for me <laughs> i was like wow we are in sync perfect
0: yeah i remember in the theater i just like oh who says that way animal like why break it down like that <laughs> especially in such an intense moment It's like, oh,
1: because the character is breaking down emotionally uh, because he cannot believe the fact that his daughter uh, has been sleeping in in a cahoots uh, with the lichen lower uh, inferior species or being.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited for us to get to the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff, too, because I think he has some crazy deliveries in those movies as well. Great deliveries, but some crazy ones.
1: Such a funny guy. Talk about where those films went. I just mean with those like last two, like wow, who th- I I actually like. I'm not saying like they're great films or anything like that, but man, like where do they get that those ideas from? That was kind of a like I think that was like just from out of nowhere. Which last two? Oh, like um, on Stranger with uh, Dead Man's Chest. No, 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 Dead Man's Chest and uh, at World's End.
0: Oh yes, yeah. Yeah, I'm very excited that that was, yeah, that's where I began my lifelong fandom of Gore I think that guy's a really fascinating filmmaker. And you could feel once he left the franchise, it was like, I don't know why they bothered making more like it. You could feel his presence. Well, you
1: know why? You you know why? Yes, I know why.
0: (laughs) And don't get me wrong. I don't think that he was the most successful in those last two, but or in At World's End, at least. Dead Man's Chest is great. World's End is more flawed, but but I remember seeing that in the theater as well. Yeah, very excited for that.
1: I actually don't remember if I had seen any one of those in theaters. I saw uh, On Stranger Tides in at the drive-in, and then I watched uh, Dead Men Tell Motel in theaters. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but watch this scene
0: when she leaves. Something happens to the color grading. It goes insane. Look at that. What just happened there? Is it, did it look really fucked up for you? Like it was almost like negative, like a film negative? Maybe it's just a full on uh, Blu ray for me.
1: <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. I mean, I'm watching technically, I suppose, the UMD version of this. Oh, okay. UMD. Well, sorry. Uh, UHD. Okay. Okay. Mm. Ultra high definition, excuse me. Not universal media device or whatever <laughs> it was called Darn it.
0: yeah i was so stunned when i watched there day. I, I was trying to look up if it was a mistake because yeah she turns around and suddenly it looks like the film's like uh like a film negative all the colors are like almost washed out and it's this weird this
1: super duper weird looking image But yeah i don't know <laughs> it looked more dark for me but whatever
0: yeah, what it? Yeah, it was only a few seconds, but I I even put on the film, the, the commentary,
1: to see if they mentioned it, but they skipped right past it. You know, watching this scene again, this is I kind of like this uh, this bit where it's kind of quiet, where there's like it's not fully tense, but you can see like the three players and what's about to happen. I kind of and there's like some tension of just like letting the scene play out and not have any dialogue other than you know special effects and or music you know amping up the tension i, I like that yeah
0: yeah i feel like overall this movie has a really good sense of mood which i feel like helps carry the rather thin plot and the thin plot they do enough to the milk what we've got here to make it have some impact even though it's you know, pretty standard stuff. The Slave Revolt stuff, this is not anything new. And they don't really play it as if it is anything new. You know, just... Uh, I guess the romance wrinkle, throwing that in there. Although I feel like I... Again, I feel like I've seen that done pretty often, too. Oh, the Slave, he's got a romance with uh, yeah, the, the the Lord's Daughter. You know, that... I don't know. I can't think of any examples, but I feel like I've seen it. <laughs> Attack of the Clones? Uh, I I guess I guess. I mean, by
1: that point, is Anakin not just a former slave?
0: Yeah, he's a former slave. Yeah, qu- quite long removed, and he's not doing any sort of slave revolution, although he should have.
1: <laughs> and to be fair, Padme's n- <laughs> not too. Uh, Padme's not the man like the Lord's daughter anymore. She's now a senator. Yeah.
0: But definitely, the star-crossed lovers element is is uh. You know not particularly fresh
1: you know i never knew what that word was uh like at first i was going to name a series that but i didn't know what Starcross meant <laughs> so i was like <laughs> good thing i changed it <laughs> i kind of wondered if some
0: of these extras that we see if any of them are meant to be craven
1: no because we do hear craven's voice at the end and they like mm. um was that they credit him as Craven. Like it's, you know, the guy who played him, but I don't think he's, yeah, I don't, I I thought that they, maybe they're supposed to be like stand-ins for Craven. Like, Hey, they kind of look like Craven. So mm. maybe they are, they're, they're not because they would have done that. Yeah. And I did see that they tried
0: to get the actor back, but he was just busy and you know, didn't want to come back. They were
1: actually going to give him the role that Tannis has in this. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, he. Uh, but, but I guess he was at least amicable enough to give him a voiceover. Oh, I think that was just taken right from the first movie. Oh, I see. Interesting.
0: So they parted ways. I, I did not know that. Interesting. Yeah, just like the Celine kind of cameo there, I'm
1: pretty sure it's just straight from the first movie as well. I think. I mean, the beginning is Kate Beck and Seal. Those are new lines, correct? Or is that like. Is that from the last, or is that from the first film?
0: Oh, I don't. I didn't. I didn't even know that was her when you were saying it earlier. I was surprised. Well, credited her as, or credited
1: Celine as Kate Beckinsale.
0: Yeah, well, I knew that she did want to come back for this. So yeah, that probably was her. That was just maybe all that they had for. Her.
1: Yeah, so We have a we have a in for you. We have like you know Sonia, so you're <laughs> somewhat predecessor. Yeah, and I'm sure she's understanding. You know, there wasn't really a place for her in this story. Well, she's currently, you know, something more now. She's she's no longer a vampire, but yeah, something more, something else. Yeah, the future.
0: <laughs> oh no, where's the Resident Evil tie-in? The future.
1: One day. One day we'll get it.
0: Yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, throat slicing here.
1: It's all that they can do uh, in this case. Again, the like are these also vampires? That's a good question. I'm assuming that they are. <sighs> I, okay, sorry. I don't. I don't. I'm gonna sound like you know me complaining about you know how Superman's written or written poorly or is not, always not. But like. Again, it's a different. It's it's different continuity. It's different adaptation. It's you know, it's not the vampires you know I'm familiar with, which is well, the one from Braun Stoker's Dracula. <laughs> well, there's so many other ones to be familiar with the 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 book. Excuse me,
0: not the not the movie. Well, to be fair, have you read that book.
1: <laughs> sorry,
0: I said to be fair, have you read that book.
1: Not yet. I have it over there on my desk, but I'm just like. It's a different kind of vampire, though.
0: Yeah, but that's why I say there's so many different kinds. Like I'm sure you're more familiar with other kinds of vampires compared to that. I
1: probably am. I'm probably more familiar with, say, like the Castlevania version. Yeah. But I like, I'll go back to the original one, though.
0: Yeah, I, I tend to just think vampires have become, you know, they're, they're in its own myth, just completely removed from that. You can do whatever you want with them. I suppose so. Yeah. I mean, how old's that story at this point?
1: uh 80 no wait was it 70 could be or was it 80? i forget i'm not sure i mean like 1700s or was it 1800s i could grab it maybe later when the lights are on. oh 1800s 1800s okay
0: yeah i think it was like i don't know mid 1800s
1: 50s or 60s i'll look it up S- so here's where i was like didn't they have a child i'm like oh wait they didn't that's right because she got like this or she got uh exploded yep she got melted oh 1897 Mm. that's insane Yep, that's like Shelly shelley's dracula comes out. yeah shelley's frankenstein excuse me comes out before that that's that's insane is that weird? That'd be a funny thing where, like, you you this is a this is an Eric thing where it's just like let's go up to like millennials, Gen Zs, or alphas and ask them like, hey, which came first, Dracula or Frankenstein? And I I guarantee you, people would might say Dracula.
0: Yeah, that is interesting because Frankenstein is dramatically older. Oh yeah, that was eighteen eighteen.
1: Yeah, the first science fiction film, or sorry, first science fiction novel. Pardon me. <laughs> Yeah, and I've seen
0: so many renditions on the Frankenstein kind of myth as well, which I feel like at this point they've turned into because they're so ever changing.
1: I guess it is public.
0: And how many people even go back to the the old ones at this point?
1: That's true. I guess it's, you know, it's public domain by this point, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And even the most of the dra- movies with the name Dracula on them do completely different things with the vampires.
1: Yeah, no, it's anybody's interpretation. I just, you know, like to go back to the source. I I, I would much prefer, like, the source material rather than, you know, what we've done with adaptations because there's so much, you know, stuff that has spawned from it. Let's let's go back to the the, the the source and see what the point was trying, like, what Bram Stoker was trying to make a point of.
0: Yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, again, I've tried to get through that book as, almost as many times as Lord of the Rings. I probably started it maybe three or four times. And every time I get maybe a hundred pages in max and I'm like, okay, I'm out. I just can't do it. (laughs) Goodbye. Yeah. That book, especially with all the epistolary stuff that, that is just not for me. Uh, But I do love the Bram Stoker's Dracula film by Francis Ford Coppola. I think that is a great film.
1: It's just because it has Keanu Reeves in it, isn't it? (laughs) He's the worst part.
0: (laughs) He's the worst part. But the filmmaking is great. And, and uh, Gary Oldman's Dracula is one of the scariest of the Dracula versions.
1: Scarier. I guess there is. Oh, go Sorry. ahead. <laughs> no, you go ahead. <laughs> I, guess, I guess there is technically no version of Dracula in this universe. Nope.
0: Yeah, it's a good thing they didn't cross over blade. Yeah. Yeah, they've got a completely different myth. And again, it was kind of cool in that first one because they almost had more of a scientific explanation. It was like the gene mutations. And I guess it's the same here with Lucian. It was just a kind of Yeah, they were they were using these uh using these uh humans to feed the the werewolves, and I guess one of them had some sex with one of the werewolves, I guess. Or were they breeding
1: more werewolves with the humans? Or was it the blade thing? Where he's like the version of he's like a dump damy or dumpier, excuse me. Uh where like his mother got bitten by a, or scratched by a werewolf and then had him while, while pregnant, excuse me, with, with him. Is there, is there a version of that? Is there like a good vampire version of a werewolf? But what would they, I guess they would just not be, yeah. there would be They what they would, they would, they would, would they have an aversion to silver in that case? Or would there be no? I guess they don't have to worry about the moon. Huh.
0: I think that's yeah. I'm pretty sure they do have an issue with silver because I remember in that first movie they had like the bullets that would like bleed silver. The silver bullets, that's right. Which, wait a minute, do they have silver swords in this? Um, I know that we see later when uh when uh they do their big attack, they like shoot some silver arrows through them, and it keeps them down. And when they break the silver off,
1: that's no, that makes sense. No, no, no. That makes sense. Cause we, we saw um, Lucy got two arrows in the back yeah, or crossbow bolts, excuse me, in the back. And then they like cut or at least broke off the wood and kept the silver. I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. I completely forgot about that. And I guess the, uh, the two little, I guess, I don't know. F- micro fris- Frisbees were also silver
0: oh yeah yeah because
1: i guess you know this makes sense now because i was like okay a lot of these werewolves are going down like they're like just going down yeah. um and i'm like why is that and i completely forgot about the silver sil- silver uh version.
0: yeah and that's what's nice about adding in the more science-based Because you'd be like oh whatever mutation is silver is like their ultimate poison so it gets in their bloodstream and they would show that in the other one like if they had the silver poisoning you'd see all their veins being all uh, like dark all over them in, in the first movie i mean
1: yeah no i i i wonder if i'm i'm sorry i'm still on with the with the whole like vampire uh werewolf idea yeah the dumb peel bit. <laughs> dumb dump peel yeah that too <laughs> um yeah i feel like they would just be <sighs> Well okay so a vampire a they have less strength than a full vampire but they're can they're a daywalker. So this means that could a werewolf can a vampire werewolf transform. Oh boy. She evaporated. Oh man.
0: Yeah, I think I think that this moment I mean it's not like I'm tearing up but I think it carries some some decent weight.
1: Actually if I'm remembering the first like that that flashback scene in the first one i actually wonder if it was in like a chamber well i guess it was in a chamber excuse me but it was in like a circular spire rather than like a rectangular room Hmm. such as this unless i'm wrong on that yeah it's been almost a year so it's yeah i don't remember (laughs) that's a faux pas on our part. yeah wow everybody that that day and night cycle is just quick it's like a video game
0: Well, I got the sense they left him in there for hours just to look at the body.
1: Oh, certainly, yeah. Just well, Or just what's left of the ashes. Yeah.
0: Yeah, pretty cruel. Like, ah, just leave him in there all night. Yeah. Or I guess all day, I mean. (laughs) Night for them.
1: (laughs) Basically burned her at the stake. Yeah. Albeit, I don't know if it was a stake in this case. But she definitely charred or overdone. Yeah, I
0: did like the shot of Victor in her her room, not quite crying, but just taking that moment to himself, and this moment here as well. Agreed. Yeah, I think it's I think it works, and of course he's blaming old Mister Lucian over here, his uh, surrogate son. Yeah, that is the, that is the downside. Is when when you take a step back and look at what all they're doing here, it makes the the ambition it, it didn't quite. The movie itself didn't quite live up to the ambition of all these bigger themes that they got. Like I feel like if they, maybe they had a chance to make all this really emotional, and it's never really very emotional for me. I'm liking what they're doing, but it's not like that. Her death scene there had me uh, in tears or anything like that.
1: Do you think? Oh oh boy, do you think it would have like? gone a little overboard had they gone full on like romeo and juliet where lucien was already a werewolf he wasn't the first half werewolf but he was like a werewolf and then like she was you know you know uh, with the vampires and they i don't know fell in love somehow okay i even i'm just like i'm not i'm not buying my own question yeah <laughs> but I, I am curious talking about
0: the moon stuff because we just saw he had those two silver things in his back And while he was trying to push him out, they did show the moon above him. Mm -hmm. I was wondering if maybe it was meant to be that he was drawing strength from that. Or that he was just in such a rage. Both. And then they were showing the moon to be like, look at the old werewolf ties. It's more like a visual nod than anything.
1: I think it's both. I'm going to go with that. Yeah,
0: Princess Yue up there was looking down and giving us some strength. Sorry for all the avatar references, everybody.
1: (laughs) You know, at this point, I wonder, given that Werewolves have a tie to uh, the full moon. I'm just gonna assume they also can bloodbend. There you go.
0: Yeah, where's that scene? Yeah, we did see him tear bending earlier. With <laughs> for that stupid uh, reference when he was crying in the uh, the chamber there. Oh, look at these! This poor guy, man.
1: Just shoot him already, like old Yeller. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Where's the shotgun? Put or. I guess rain of bullets.
0: I do like this. I, I don't know if they were planning to kill him, and then once they heard that yell, and then the responding yell, maybe they all just froze. Like, oh shit, what did we just do? Or if Victor was like, "Hey, stop killing him." I feel like a big battle might happen if he was giving his revolt a chance. Big battle, you say? Oh boy. Yeah, and and this did. I was getting ready to roll my eyes and be like, okay. Uh, uh, Time for me to tune out for the big CGI action set piece in the end. But I don't feel like they take it that far. I feel like a couple moments here to kind of indulge in the CGI action fest. But for the most part it's a more character focused.
1: Not only that, like this whole movie has kind of been they almost seem stop motion by the way. I don't I mean if they're CGI, I mean it's looking more stop motion to me than like, you know, egregious CGI. Yeah, you can tell they like did something to the speed
0: for the CGI. Try to make the motion seem more real or something. They it's weird.
1: Well, I'll take uh even though you don't like stop motion, uh I'll take I'll take stop motion over CGI sometimes. Oh god, it stands out even
0: more so as being fake. Like I like stop motion. I think it's really cool, but it never it always takes me out of the story.
1: Well, I mean well, they did that in Terminator. I think we already mentioned, I already mentioned this, but like it was very effective in scaring the pants off of me.
0: And that, that is, yeah, one of the, one of the very rare cases where it totally does work because it's meant to be robotic. When it's something that's alive and is meant to move fluid like living things do, that's when I find it jarring.
1: Well, you didn't like the skeletons
0: in Jason and the Argonauts? And that, you were picking examples that work because, yeah, skeletons would be the same. They wouldn't work, move fluidly. Uh, think of, uh, uh oh yeah, now I'm thinking of Ed 209 that's another one that works.
1: <laughs> How about um uh... ads Okay, another one that works. <laughs> uh this this scene this scene quickly uh kind of triggered me because it was like them finally like getting all all those vampire lords getting their come up comeuppance so it's like uh I'm, I was like kind of I like that scene. Yeah, you're getting hyped for it, and getting
0: pumped. Yep. There you yep. go. I was getting a little bit of it too.
1: Yeah, I I completely forgot about the silver version until I just said, I was like, oh, what the heck?
0: I do like this. Immediately once he got the silver, I said, okay, leave me. I can take care of myself. Go free the rest of the slaves. Yeah, give me a second. Just give me a second. That's the second time we got a shot of them just cleaving off the top of the head and the blood spurting out. I think that's great. That's
1: why I was like, why the (laughs) heck are they able to do this? Like, oh, you idiot.
0: (laughs) I know why. I love the I love the gore of it. It's just like you, you cleave that spot and it's just like uh you hit a geyser.
1: <laughs> Wait, so does this mean that vampires would also be in in by by that definition, would vampires be like uh immune or not immune, but be vulnerable to gold? Gold is, it, is that a thing with vampires? Having gold aversions? Well no, but like well no, no 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 like here's here's my thing. So if silver averts um uh, silver is an aversion to Werewolves because uh I think it was even glass, maybe glass or something like that as well. the The idea, of course, was that um it, back in the day they were thinking like, "Well, silver reflects the moon, so gold reflects the sun." Oh, okay. Hmm. So that's why I'm like, "Oh, is could gold affect vampires in this case by you know?" being a reflection of the sun well it's you
0: know, it seems like the weakness for the vampires in this is you can just easily just you know slack uh smack their head off and they're dead oh, that's too. <laughs> i do like the outfits from like the elite soldiers there the elite knights their little creepy masks and i think they look cool we don't get very much from them. i wish we had got
1: more of these guys because they're they look intense You know, I actually like the fact that this movie's like pretty desaturated with color because any, you know, bright colors that stands out, stand out.
0: Yep. No, that's true. Yeah. The the red of the blood really pops.
1: Yeah. Like when you, you know, I'm thinking of that scene out of the matrix when, you know, they're walking in the matrix and then they see the woman in red. Yep.
0: Yeah. And Victor's blue eyes always pop. I think that, yeah, they, they look super cool in this. There's lots of great shots of him, like staring forward, sitting on a chair,
1: (laughs) you know, and he just out and he just like strips himself of his armor. Like, okay, like, why'd you do that? I wondered the same. I, I didn't know what the hell he was doing, taking all that off. You know, it actually makes no sense because if they had it on still, then, you know, they could hide the fact that it may not be Bill Nighy. Doing all the uh, all all the uh, stunts.
0: Well, it seems like in yeah, it seems like he's game for a lot of this. You defile my daughter. <laughs> I I, get, I think his, when he's yelling like
1: this, he gets some funny deliveries. Now, hang on a second. I was uh, so even though yeah, you're you're not fully for this. Uh, would you choose this over uh, Tokyo Drift? Oh, not for. Oh, do you mean like
0: in the movie itself or this big action?
1: Uh, oh, no, no, for like just the movie itself. excuse me.
0: Oh yes, no, this I think this is the yeah, far spirited Tokyo drift.
1: I, f- I figured, yeah, no, I, I figured that was the case. Uh, this was an instance where I could see your argument with like prequels don't work because this scene means nothing at all because we know both characters are gonna survive hundred Th- percent. This was actually the moment in the movie where I was like, hey, wait
0: a minute, where's Craven? Isn't Craven supposed to be the one thats, you know, pretends to kill this guy? And that's when I had to be like, oh, okay, I guess they're just not going to tell the story that I thought they were going to. And this is- But that's not problem with prequels is the whole time I was waiting for them to tell the story that I thought they were going to tell because I already know so much of his, his backstory. And I was thinking maybe you'd like that because, you know, you complain about with Solo. Oh, well, it feels like they took this character's whole life and condensed it down to one story. They're only kind of telling
1: a piece of his story here, which I think is an interesting choice. Good point. Uh, well, you used my own words against me. Clever guy. Um, you're right. Uh, but at the same time, I mean only in this instance where it's like, why didn't he just, you know, I guess it was. Wait, was it the sunlight or the moonlight? That's the sun. Yeah, he thought he was going to kill him because he was burning in it. Okay, well, it uh, doesn't look like the sun. It looks more like the moon <laughs> for some reason. I don't know why. But yeah, I shouldn't lucian come this is where i'm like hang on a second i don't know if you guys thought about this clearly because lucian's know that should know excuse me uh that you know if he wanted to really kill uh victor and that that was it just like stab him through the mouth it's like shouldn't you have done the same thing that he did to uh sonia yeah just held him out into the sun mm. yeah like wh- why not like heck Maybe this is a bit too much, but like crucify the pucker for pit's sakes. Like put him on, you know, a cross, and then like you know put him out like to the sun, and then you know have him burned to death.
0: Yeah, maybe they could have done something like beefed up the father son dynamic and had uh, Victor burning in the sun, and Lucina's like he, he couldn't bear to look, and so he left him or or dropped him into the water.
1: Oh, it's just like fucking
0: uh, Obi Wan with Anakin. That's exactly what I was thinking. And that would give him the chance to leave. To to leave thinking he was dead, but you know, find out later, oh fuck,
1: I screwed up. (laughs) Yeah, somehow that like, son of a gun survived. Yeah.
0: And now they've taken over. This is our new home. Look at them all there.
1: Except, walking around like a bunch of pups. Except, uh, well, we don't see where this is later on, like where is this? <laughs> other than being on the, like the Lord of the Rings set, like where where is this? Like in terms of
0: like Europe, I got we. I think we kept wondering that in the first movie too. Like where the hell does this take place? Maybe it's maybe it's like a fictional country or something.
1: It is. It's something Estopolis. <laughs> Look at that. Yeah, Victor just survives, and I maybe they wake up one of the other guys. I don't know.
0: I think he's just going in there to restore. Because we know that he plays a, a more
1: of a part in Lucien's demise later. That's true. Um, but yeah this part you're right this this part was uh, probably yeah, taken from the first film. and it's a bit of a weird ending, but I I
0: in the theater I didn't mind it. I was like, oh finally slain this We I've been waiting to see this whole time. <laughs> so
1: I think they should have maybe also cut to Lucien as well uh, from the first film. Because I know we have like this part, which I I guess makes sense. Like you know, it, I guess it goes full circle. But it's like, can we also see like Lucian from the first, like to tie him together as well? Yeah, I, I think it might have might have been a better, or it might have been a good choice to
0: yeah include seeing him in his his older ways. But maybe he would have looked too young as compared to how he looks in this. <laughs> the actor, I mean.
1: Oh yeah, I suppose so.
0: But I feel like I feel like normally they don't care about stuff like that in movies. Like ah, we're just you. We know that
1: that you know that this took place later, so just accept that they look younger. <laughs> oh, we know. Trust me. Like this is like we made this movie, so of, of course we realize this is a prequel. Yeah. Uh, but speaking of this prequel, uh, what what do we think
0: about this? Uh, I guess starting with you.
1: <laughs> you know, it's. It's passable. It's not I I, I can't What the hell was that Sonja thing? Like what was that credit for?
0: I don't know. I I missed it. Okay. Okay. I can rewind it.
1: Uh but anyway, you know, <laughs> I I I think it's a light feeling it. What was it?
0: It was just Sonia's costume by Wendy Partridge. Oh, I
1: thought so. Okay. Interesting. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Um you know, I I, I will definitely <laughs> interesting. Uh, inter- interesting choice of music for the end. Um, but these both both this and Resident Evil always have interesting choices of music for the end. Um, but uh, you know, this is a light feel in it. But like, I guess yeah, it's it's in the like it doesn't do anything offensive. I think no, it just you know it's, it expands the world by giving us a prequel and do does world building like this is like filler in a way like this is like if we were doing a you know series like if this is a te- television series excuse me um this is the season where we're tra- <laughs> this is like say like based on a japanese comic book uh this is the one where like the season where they do a filler because they haven't caught up to the comic yet
0: yeah no that that's fair it it, it definitely at the time felt like okay like why do we need to tell this story? It, it doesn't really feel like it brings something new to the table. It just feels like okay, we're just filling in a, a story that we've that was just a part of the backstory. Like it, it could have just kept being a part of the backstory. I didn't need to see it brought to life. Um, n- now me just knowing what this is coming in, and accepting that that's what they gave us, I can enjoy it more and kind of see the see that they did that well, giving us an unnecessary prequel. It didn't in any way destroy the legacy of the original ones, or, you know, something like the the Star Wars prequels did for me. (laughs) In terms of the, if you include it, like I feel like I can include this and just be like, okay, whatever, you know, it it told that story that I didn't really need it to tell, but it told it well. It's just kind of how I come away.
1: Like it was an in between, like, like Wiseman wanted to do more. I know you say, like, after the second one, he stops directing but he's still a part of the series um it's like they wanted to do like they didn't want the franchise to fade into obscurity but they still wanted to make another one so it's like all right quick we have to like make a let's make a prequel uh and they made it and they're like all right so now we can make the next one
0: well yeah no up to this point they'd been on a three-year cycle you know the, the the third, the first one, the second one comes out three years. The third one comes out three years. They all made decent money, and I I almost wonder if making that prequel scene in the first or the second movie when we first see uh, oh what was his name um, huh. it was William and do you remember what the other brother's name was uh, Marcus Marcus Yeah, maybe he's doing that little bit. They just were like, oh, you know, we really like the fact that we could bring back um uh bill Nye, and oh maybe we want to bring back uh mark michael sheen i don't know i I don't know what it was but maybe they just fell in love when they were doing that little prequel scene early on we are like let's do a whole story like this
1: yeah no like fair, fair enough i mean i don't want to say this is like the in-between filler pete well it kind of does feel like this yeah <laughs> um it just expands what was already there so it's like that's that's great it's a decent, you know, medieval action film, I suppose. Yeah, um, yeah. Sure, I was a little bit like, okay, there was a lot of quick cuts with like the fight scenes, but it's like, yeah, I could still see what they were trying to do. Yeah.
0: But like I feel with most prequels, yeah, I don't feel like this advanced anything. I feel like I'm basically the same point that I was having watched that second film. And this one is just a yeah passable kind of in between like oh if you like the Resident Evil series or fuck if you like the <laughs> how dare you how dare you like oh if you like the underworld series this is a fine kind of filler piece until you get to the next part of the the legacy or the uh whatever you, the ongoing story yeah but if if i was to do like a uh, like a marathon i might not include this one if I was ever in a place to want to do a marathon, I don't know if I will be, but
1: <laughs> I do wonder, I mean, did this make you go? All right. Yeah. Cause you said, all right, no more underworld movies after this when you originally saw this. Right. So I wonder if this was a big turnoff for a lot of people. Yeah,
0: I don't know. Yeah. I don't, I've got zero clue what happens after this in terms of the fandom, in terms of the box office or the, the writing. I just, it made me just be like, okay, you know, Another franchise that isn't interested in moving forward. Another franchise that just wants to desperately cling to its past. As at the, this was 2009, I was still on, on my extremely bitter uh, phase following the Star Wars prequels. So <laughs> so yeah, no, I, I think maybe I was just carrying some of that over. Like, oh, here we go again. When, when are we going to move away from this terrible movement in films? <laughs> yeah, I guess X-Men Origins Wolverine didn't help, like I said. Nope, nope. Star Trek 2, I was furious, yeah yeah i just had a life lifelong bias, and maybe if the Star Wars prequels hadn't come out, maybe I wouldn't have that bias. I think they really did give it to me
1: probably um yeah, this is and I carried it over to Indiana Jones too. How sad <laughs> um even though that came out before
0: any of those films, <laughs> but features many of the same issues, but I didn't realize until I'd seen that's totally fair or until I grew to dislike the prequels, yeah, I was revisiting that I was like,' oh shit,
1: it's here too, the same issues. But anyway sorry go ahead i cut you off <laughs> yeah, temple of doom is another film we'll talk about later on and i definitely yeah. enjoy that film despite it being a fruit prequel me too i think it's the second best of the series easily for me um <laughs> yeah no fair enough um despite being a prequel so yeah i could i can definitely see people thinking that this was just treading mud like just stuck in place uh, maybe like you know i'm not i'm not trying to like project here and like that but yeah you know, so far, as you brought up, you know, given that we, you know, we have, we're doing both this and its sister series. Um, this is definitely like, even with this film, I th- I'm pretty sure you'd still watch this, uh, this uh, Rise of the Lincolns over pretty much any of those other Resident Evil films.
0: By the way, I like that title, Rise of the Lincolns. <laughs> Lincolns. That's what they should. They should make a. I said like uh, Lincoln's not Lycans. Whoops. <laughs> Should make another one of those Abraham Lincoln vampire slayer movies. And, yeah, oh, call it the shoot, of Lincoln, yeah. Raising his kids.
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> Whoops, Freudian slip. My bad.
0: But oh, yes, this is still far superior than any of the Resident Evil movies. I maybe enjoy the first Resident Evil more, but this feels like a better told story. And I would say this is arguably still better than maybe any of the Fast and Furious sequels. Maybe Fast Five is better than this. Maybe.
1: Yeah um well okay okay hang on so obviously this is like a little bit more of a neutral one where it's like it's a very i don't want to say generic but it definitely is by you could say by the numbers but yeah um it being I, i don't know stylized or at least you know uh medieval action film i guess it has something to it
0: yeah and it's still competent all around still filled with good actors doing you know doing the best with what material they have you know, this is never going to be a great great movie great story uh, but they're playing it as if it's
1: better than it is i think yeah i mean hey maybe maybe i'm wrong in that like okay sure the resident evil films they're good to laugh at fair enough like you'd watch them just uh, in a way of like i'm making fun of these yeah this has not gotten to that level yet uh this is still again at at, at be- like at worst it's like skippable um but or at least you know like a, a like a, a one watch and that set at, w- at like best it's you know like a good short action film yeah yeah i don't think any of these are great
0: yet and i don't know if they ever will be i don't know if they'll ever get to laughfully bad or if they'll ever get to be like genuinely g- like really good but i think that they're just it's an interesting world that i don't mind hanging out in and i like the characters that they're giving they're they're interesting as well but yeah none of it's great but i just enjoy the kind of the atmosphere of
1: it all i'm kind of hoping that the next two aren't aren't terrible i'm i'm hoping that they're they're good me too of course yeah uh, or maybe not maybe not good but like at least just you know as entertaining as the first two were excuse me cuz you know that that way we could literally say all right you know, watch Underworld for, you know, like something of a, a B-movie like story almost, or a B-movie action film series that's, you know, worth watching. Again, like as you said, these are mid-budget films. This is cool. We don't really have these anymore, do do we? Uh, I'm sure we do. Maybe they just, uh,
0: at least for franchises. Yeah, no, I, I can't really think of too many of them. Hmm. I guess they had those Red Notice films on Netflix, but... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like they put out like individual mid budget movies, but yeah, maybe not a big series anymore.
1: Uh all right. Well that's that's it for, for now. We're um yeah, we're both, you know, like very light feeling it, but you know, definitely ready to go on to the next one. Yeah, and I'm very excited. This is all uncharted
0: territory. Like I mentioned, we're gonna do the the three short animes. That's only about twenty minutes long. So probably won't do it in a commentary. I'll we'll probably try to do a little scene by scene
1: for the three of them. I haven't done that in a while. Yeah. Um, yeah. Hopefully, I, I'm. I, yeah. I, mean, I. I didn't know about this. I, I assume like, is it almost similar to say like the Animatrix, or is it like a
0: different studio? I don't. I don't know about the studio, but I could see it being similar to the Animatrix. And I did read that they said it. One of them is a direct prequel to the next, um, underworld film awakening. Interesting. So, so that's interesting. Um, yeah, very curious and it came out the year before, so I guess not really a prequel, but in a way it is. I don't know. I don't know how that works, but (laughs) since it came out first, but, but either way, I guess we'll find out when we see it. And thank you, Isaac for once again, joining me to talk some more underworld and other series that you, uh, spearheaded and yeah, I'm grateful.
1: (laughs) well you're welcome caleb thank you as well for joining me on this commentary hopefully like i said before it was intellectually stimulating or at the very least entertaining to listen to or as i often say now white noise uh (laughs) background noise just for people doing uh vacuuming folding their laundry doing their taxes all mundane stuff uh just to you know keep going on uh living (laughs) (laughs) living sounds like we're all just vampires nowadays uh there you go and to close uh if if you uh find yourself you know stuck in the dark ages uh in somehow being transported back in time and you see the the lincolns and the vampires um do you side with ash williams as he releases the necronomicon on them till next time peace did not expect that uh joke to come out of there at all or at least that uh statement to come out of there (laughs) no i just thought of like you know uh travel back in time like oh wait ash williams did that um i guess that'd be kind of cool crossover
0: yeah and i can't wait to get to that series